0: Write your Bible tonight. Turn it to the book of Mark, six thirty four, and uh, we're in week two of our Go Beyond series. Everybody, say Go, Go beyond. beyond. Go, Go beyond. beyond. and This series is all about reaching others with the love of Christ. So the Bible says this in Matthew twenty eight: says, "Go and make disciples of all nations." Not he's not saying sit and watch other people go make disciples. He's saying us followers of Christ go and make disciples of all nations, um, and so that's that's what we believe is the mission and call of God on our lives. If you're a follower of Jesus, so Mark six thirty four. If you don't have a Bible, let us know. I've got some Bibles that like I will give you a Bible. If, you, if you're in this place tonight and you don't have a Bible, I'll give you one for free um, because I love you that much. And so, um, so our, our Bible is basically our guide to everything that we do, to everything that we are. And, and so make sure and, and have one of these because it's really good. Really good uh, stuff so matthew six thirty four I um, want to tell you this really quick tonight before we before we get to the message um, if you're new here tonight um, you belong here we welcome you here we're really glad that you're here even if you don't understand everything you do or even if you don't even believe everything that we d- we believe and and you don't understand why we do the things that we do. You are invited to belong. You're invited to be a part of our family. There are no perfect people allowed here. Anybody perfect in this room? Yeah, I didn't think so. No perfect people are allowed here. And one thing we say, we, we've kind of started saying, is everyone's welcome here because everyone's welcome to Jesus. And, and that's what it's all about. Mark six thirty four. It says this. We're going to read a, a, a pretty good chunk of a scripture here. It says this. If you didn't bring your Bible you can follow along on the screen. And Jesus when he came and came out and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion with them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. When the day was far spent his disciples came to him and said, "This is a deserted place and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread." For they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. Um, And when when they had found out, they said, we have five loaves and two fish. And then he commanded them to all sit down on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and fifties. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to sit before them and the two fish. He divided among them all and they all ate and they were all filled and they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and the fish. Basically, they had leftovers. And Anybody like leftovers? Yeah, a few people do. Anybody like cold pizza in the morning? Like seriously, that's not it's not too bad. Um, and and then says and those who ate the loaves and were five thousand men. So many scholars believe there were like fifteen to twenty thousand people, counting women and children, um, in this place at this moment in this time. Um, so some of you guys, you said you like leftovers. Who does not like leftovers? Yeah, a few of us. Who is undecided? Who is like eh, it depends on what it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right well here's the deal. I do not like leftovers. I, I'm not a big fan of leftovers. I don't like want the fresh hot now like I want it to be I, I want my I want my food and and so tonight I want you to write this down if you're taking notes Tonight's message is go beyond convenience and um, so who, who loves who here though loves convenience? who loves things to be convenient for you? like the easy for you. Everybody know some of us do. Um, I, I really like things that are simple, things that are easy. Like my iPhone, like this thing is stupid proof. Like any dummy could, could understand an iPhone. Like it's, it's stupid proof. Um, it's so simple. And, and some people, um, when they go to Walmart, they get that kind of warm, fuzzy feeling inside because it's convenient, it's easy. you go into Walmart you can buy gummy bears and you can buy a shotgun. I mean like you could go like you could go to this side of the store and you could buy some fruit and you could buy fruit of the looms like it's it's you could you could get some underwear and you could get a big TV like it's convenient to go to Walmart. Walmart is so convenient and, and I don't know why but I, I love anybody love like when you're traveling? to go to truck stops? Like I really do love truck stops. Like truck stops are like a trucker's paradise. Like it's awesome. Like I could spend some time in a truck stop. Like they've got candy and they got Viking swords. I mean like it's awesome. Like it's really cool. They've got stuffed animals and they got sodas. Like it's, it's the greatest. They got those little bins with the peanuts can scoop them out and like crack the shell. Like it's so good. And, um, it's it's just the best of both worlds. You can get gas and you can hang out and eat a meal for a while. I don't know. But um, how many of you guys maybe you're in, you how many of you guys you've bought something online? Anybody? You have actually purchased something online. Most of us have. And, and you are the kind of person that's willing to pay the extra cost. So it'll come quicker. Right. Is anybody like that? Like I know Johnny is. Like he'll pay the extra cost because you want it now, right? Like it's so convenient to buy things online. You don't even have to get out of your pajamas. You just sit there on your like, and your computer gets warm on your belly and like, like shopping online. And you, like I said, you don't have to get out of your pajamas. It's so easy. Like for real, I cannot wait. True story. I cannot wait till Jackson starts driving. I'm really excited for that. Till he starts driving. We're a few years away from that. But I'm going to be calling him up. Jackson, I need you to go shopping at the store for me. I hate shopping. Especially grocery shopping. i be calling him up. Jackson, I need you to go to the store for me. Uh, Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. I need you to take your sister to school today. Like, like I love it. I cannot wait. Like, he's going to be chauffeur for me. He's going to drive me around. And like, you know, you guys know, like, Of course, this last year, it wasn't that bad, but most of the time in the dead middle of the winter, like it's so cold, like you get in your car and you can't even really touch the steering wheel. Right. Because it's so cold. And but you also you can't lean back in the seat because it's so cold on your seat. It's like you just have to hunch over and like you have to drive with your knuckles. Like you know what I'm talking about, and like like your spine is all twisted up and stuff. Like those are the days, and those are the moments where I'm going to call up Jackson. I really need you to run to the store for me. Oh, I can't wait for that. It's going to be so convenient for me. I'm glad you're here tonight, buddy. And so if you have uh, if you have Amazon, does anybody have Amazon Prime? Oh yeah, praise the Lord for Amazon Prime. Like here's the deal, Amazon Prime it costs a little extra. But And like shipping is super cheap. But if you don't have Prime and you want to ship something overnight, it costs like $3,000. Like no kidding. Um, But here's the deal. You pay for your convenience. You pay for the convenience. Um, If you're not paying attention, you need to stop what you're doing and pay attention tonight, please. But spiritually, there is no room for convenience in the life of a Christian. In the life of a follower of Jesus, it's convenient to have a heart for people who are lost. It's it's inconvenient. Sorry, it's inconvenient to have a heart for people who are lost. It's inconvenient to pray for people. It's inconvenient to fast. Oh, man, I hate fasting. But I do it sometimes. Sometimes. It's inconvenient to spend time in prayer. It's inconvenient to spend time reading my Bible. But we need to learn to go beyond our convenience. Jesus went beyond his convenience and died for us. We have to go beyond our convenience and live for him. He went past everything he gave up. all of it, Guys, he lived in heaven. Like, what better place than that? He gave all of that up, his convenience. He probably said on a white, cloudy, puffy throne, and it's like really relaxing, had a lazy boy, I don't know, and like had the angels waving fans over him and people, grapes in his mouth, and like he had it easy, and then he came and was got really, really, really inconvenient for us. So, the, the, so we have to go beyond our convenience for him. You see this in, in the story we just read in Mark 6. He's Jesus. He's with his disciples. And he just they had just come out from from doing ministry, from ministering to all kinds of people. And, and these guys were exhausted. They were worn out. They were tired. They were exhausted. And so they needed to get to a place where they could rest, where they could take a little bit of a break, where they could have a breather. So they get in this boat. Jesus is like, let's get in this boat. So they get in this boat and they've got these plans. They're going to go to the other side. So they get in this boat and they start going to the other side, uh, so, of so they can rest away from people, so they can just get a little breather, so they can get a little rest. But because all of these incredible miracles that that they performed, all these incredible things that happened uh, through them, these people, they all the the town people, they see them get on the boat and cast off, and and here's the crazy part. The people begin to follow them on shore like have you ever been in a boat i I like i have a kayak i like to kayak and and um have you ever been like on a boat kayak and you're you're out in the water you're going along and someone's like like going like like watching you go by like oh that you can't paddle fast enough. Like, I mean, like, that is so weird. But like these people, they just come out of the woods. They come out of the country. They come out, and and they start going to the other. Jesus and his guys start going to the other side, and these people are just like, where are they going? Where are they? And it's like they're, they're following. They're going wherever that this boat is going. Crowds of people following this boat. So they get to the other side, and they step off of the boat, And the Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion, that they were like sheep without a shepherd. Imagine, you're in the boat. You're like, see you guys later. You dock on the other side. You step out of the boat. Hey, like, here you are again. Like, how did you do that? Like, it's so, anyways, so... But Jesus, he got out of the boat because all these people were chasing him. All these people, they wanted to hear him speak and and more miracles and stuff. And he saw them and he saw their desire for him. And and he was moved with compassion. He said they they were like sheep without a shepherd. So to the people, um, the people somehow, some way ended up on the other side. And they were there to meet them when they got off the boat. Here's the deal. If I'm Jesus, and thankfully I'm not Jesus... Um, you guys better be thankful I'm not Jesus because I'd be like, I know what you're thinking right now, and I know what you do in the dark, and I know what you do. Like, I would be pointing you guys, I would be calling you out, and I would be like, mm. Uh, like we would have the most holy youth group ever. And so um, if, I'm glad I'm not Jesus because you guys are probably glad I'm not Jesus too. But if, if I'm Jesus, I'm trying to get my buddies, my guys who had just worked really hard. They spent a lot of hours ministering, a lot of hours doing things. Uh, I want to get my guys some rest. And and when I stop off the boat and if people are already there waiting on me who want me to continue to minister and continue to talk like I'm, I'm kicking that boat in reverse and like we're setting sail for Cancun or something like, you know what I'm talking about? Like we're going further downstream. But Jesus, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. And I think too often we, we have a we, we think we have a right to convenience in our lives. And if we're going to go beyond convenience, um, we're going to live Led by the Holy Spirit and led by the way Jesus is calling us to go beyond, uh, to to go beyond. And then we have to lay down our rights to convenience and to pick up our responsibility as followers of Jesus, as Christians. See, we have this responsibility as Christ followers. Every single one of us do is we shouldn't be moved by convenience, um, but we should be moved by compassion. We shouldn't be moved by convenience. We should be moved by compassion. When Jesus saw these people, they were not an inconvenience for him. I'm sure they just spent hours and, and such a long time ministering to the people. They get out of the boat on the other side, and they're there again. And Jesus is like, he could have been like, oh, man, I'm really tired, guys. Like, I need a nap. But no, he was moved with compassion for these people. He saw these people, and they were not an inconvenience for him. And here's the deal for us. People can no longer be an inconvenience for us either. There are people I know, not in this church, but there are people I know that will talk about other people be like, man, look at that guy. Like, I can't stand that guy. I can't hate that guy. He's so annoying. He talks way too much. He won't leave me alone. He sees me across the room and like, he's got to talk to me like those people. And they're so annoying. They talk about the dumbest things. They play Pokemon Go all the time. Like, like they're so into that. Like, you know, these people that, that are such an inconvenience to us sometimes. Like. You guys ever seen someone coming at you and you pull the, the old phone trick? Like someone you see someone across the like across the room and they make eye contact and you're like, oh, and they start coming at you and you're like, Hello, mom? Hey, uh, hey mom, what's going on? And you guys ever notice if you're ever doing the fake phone call thing, you talk louder than normal, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Don't play like you don't. You talking louder than you're like, oh hey mom, what's going? Yeah, mm-hmm. What? are uh, the chicken's good. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. The chicken. No, not the ravioli. Like you're like, oh hey yeah, uh-huh. And like the person walk turns around and walks away, and you're like, Whew. and they turn around, start coming back. Like, oh, what was that? hey, yeah, mom, yeah, I, I love you too. I love you. you like, you're the best mom in the world. I love you. And like, you know what I'm talking about? Like we do the old, the old I used to have this app on my phone that uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't do, I never did it when I was here at this church, but I had this app on my phone that um, I could set like a five minute timer and then someone would come and talk to me and then it would go off like a ringer would be going off and be like, oh, I'm sorry, I gotta take this call. It's, it's mom. And like, for real, I was I'm kind of a jerk sometimes, but I, I did that. But <clears throat> you, we, us, us being inconvenienced by people, we have to realize there's a responsibility that we have for people in our lives. Jesus, he was moved with compassion. See, we can't be inconvenienced by people. Oh, that person just talks too long. Or that person just talks too much or that person just talks about dumb things and or they ask too many questions. And people are such an inconvenience for us. But we have to have compassion for people. We have to have compassion for people. And I believe there are a lot of us in this room <clears throat> who have sins in our lives that we will commit over and over And over and over. And I believe that we continue to commit those sins over and over and over because it's convenient. Sin is convenient. It's convenient for you to look up those things on your computer or on your phone because you know the feeling that it may give you. It's convenient to be dishonest to your parents. It's convenient to lie or to cheat in class. It's convenient to go to that place physically with your boyfriend or with your girlfriend and that you know you're not supposed to be. Sin is convenient. Christians aren't called to convenience. We're called to go beyond convenience. When we go beyond convenience, we begin to see face to face the things in front of us. And and when we take time to when we take time to see the things in front of us, we'll begin to encounter the hurting. We'll begin to encounter the lost. We'll begin to encounter people in front of us and we'll begin to be moved with compassion for people. I think a lot of us have sympathies for things in our lives, but there's a difference between sympathy and compassion. There's there's a quote. By David Livingston. It says this. That sympathy is not a substitute for action. You can sit around and feel sorry for someone all day. But it doesn't do them any good. You can sit around and and even cry tears for someone. But it doesn't do any good. Unless you have action with it. Unless you do something about it. It's not a substitute for action. Like. I think they still show these commercials, but the commercials with the with the puppies and like the the, the ladies singing in the arms of the angels and like the little sad puppies and the kitty cats behind the cage doors. And they're like, please adopt this kitty. And I'm like, turn the channel like like I I don't have much sympathy for cats, but like. But I'm, you're just sitting there, or we see those commercials where, like, these guys are walking through this 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 village in in Africa somewhere, and these kids are starving, and and because you don't want to feel anything, you turn the channel, <clears throat> because you don't want to do anything about it, you turn the channel. <clears throat> we look at it and we're like, oh, how sad. Click. I'm not going to do anything about it. But compassion, <clears throat> compassion for someone. Moves you to action for that person or for that problem or for that issue. Compassion is linked to love. Compassion is linked to love. When you have compassion for something, you've got to love for something. Compassion is linked to love and love does. Love does. Love is an action. You can't simply watch bad things take place in people's lives and just feel bad for it. Feel bad about it. Feeling bad about it is just having sympathy. But being moved with compassion does something. Love does. I want everybody to say that. Say love Love. does. Love does. Just being sympathetic about something is simply pathetic. Just being sympathetic about something is being simply pathetic pathetic. We need to have a heart that is moved with compassion. Sympathy isn't enough. So back to our story, these disciples, they come to Jesus and they're like, Jesus, yo, J-Dog. That's because they hung out a lot. I'm sure they had nicknames. They're like, J-Dog, J.J. Wiggles. Like, like this is this. They're like, Jesus, like this is great stuff. You're preaching a good word. You're, you're preaching some really good things here. Jesus, we love it. Uh, but here's the deal, Jesus. Um, we're hungry, and, and we're tired, and we should let these people go get some food. Whoa. That, don't drop that Yeti. <clears throat> but listen, listen. all right, all right. All right. So they respond to Jesus. They're like, Jesus, we should let these people go get some food. We should let these people get out of here. We're tired. They're, they're tired. We need a break. And Jesus, he responds and, and he looks at them and he says, you give them something. He looks at him. and He's like, you give them something. And I wonder how many times that I, I've seen something. I've heard about something. I've known about something. And I, and I say, oh, man. Somebody should really do something for that person. You guys have probably been in the same place. You guys have probably done the same things. You've known about someone, a friend hurting, or things going on in their lives. You've known about things happening. You know about whatever. And you say, ah, oh, man, something, somebody should really do something about that. Sympathy is no substitute for action. In that moment, Jesus does something, and I believe... <clears throat> I believe Jesus wants to do something in our hearts tonight. See, many of us were stuck in sympathy. We're stuck in sympathy, or, or even worse, many of us don't even really care at all. Jesus had this way of has this way of pulling um, us out of sympathy into a life of compassion. Jess, would you play some music? See, too often we respond the same way when I, when I feel God convicting me or when I feel God urging me to do something about it. We respond, a lot of times we respond how the disciples did. Well, you want me to spend some money? You want me to give my time? That's too much effort. I got too much going on. I gotta, I gotta feed the dogs. I gotta pay the bills. I got homework to do. Like I've gotta hang out with my friends. I gotta do this. I gotta go to work. You, you, you want me to do what, Jesus? How many times have we made excuses to stay in sympathy and not, to not go beyond um, our convenience and, and move to compassion? I would guess far too many. See, I don't. We we say, look, I don't have the gifts or I don't have the talents or I can't sing how they sing or I can't play how they play or I can't lead worship or I can't preach or I don't I don't have what it takes to do anything. And Jesus, his response to him is the same response to us. He responds by saying to them, what do you have? What do you have? See, Students. What do you have? See, the disciples, they felt completely inadequate. They felt completely inadequate. They they had some bread and they had some fish. And you, you guys know the story of a uh, different version that talks about how they took this little boy's lunchable. And his five loaves and two fish, basically. And, and they took his lunchable and they fed this crowd. But... you got to imagine the disciples, they felt completely inadequate. Completely inadequate. Completely under-resourced. Completely out of their depths. Like, honestly, to be honest with you guys, at times as a youth pastor, there's times I feel like I'm completely out of my depths. I feel completely inadequate at times. But here's what's amazing. They look at what they had. As little as it was. And they stepped out with a heart of compassion. They had five loaves and two fish. And after it all, they still had leftovers. Twelve baskets full. Ephesians 20 says this, and I love this. It says, now to him who is God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more, uh, abundantly above all we could ever ask or imagine. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. He's the God who's able to do abundantly more what we could ever ask or what we could ever imagine. The God we serve isn't one that just hopes that we get by. He's the God of more than enough. Like he he can take your talent as little as it may seem. He can take your abilities and he can couple it with your compassion and there will still be leftovers. I don't know what you're praying for tonight. There are so many of you guys who raised your hand. You need a miracle tonight. There may be more of us in this room tonight. I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know what or who God has put on your heart, but I know that if you will take what little you have and step out with a heart of compassion, that God will give you more than enough. God wants his plans to go through your hands. God wants his plans to go through your hands. Our job is to take what we have And go beyond our convenience and allow him to do what only he can do.